This is this is fine. 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 This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. My beauties, bienvenue encore. It's your host, Dominique here, and I am so fired up today for all things luxury, glamour, elegance, and indulgence. In other words... Welcome back to another episode of Niche Luxury Hot Girls with Caroline Stern, hot girl anthropologist and our fearless leader on TikTok and in the world at large. If you need to get up to speed or you're like, what's a niche luxury hot girl? Pause real quick and head back to episode 33. You'll get an explainer and some background so you don't feel so out of the loop, okay? We want everyone to feel welcome and comfy cozy here because as Caroline says, you're home now. If you are up to speed, hello, niche luxury hot humans. Caroline here is our Carrie Bradshaw, so to speak. Niche luxury hot girls, NLHG for short, is Sex in the City, the column. And I think that makes This Is Fine podcast the New York star. So we've got a trifecta here with our expert and our column. Let's get into it and get Caroline on the line from Boston. Caroline, welcome back. Are you fine today? I couldn't be more fine only and solely because we are doing this catch up. If the if that was not being asked to me and you were not in my sort of essence today, would not be fine. <laughs> Hanging on by a thread, but I love the term um in your essence or you're in my essence. You're in my essence, and that is the only thing making me fine. So thank you for Honestly, bringing me that. Right, right there with you, <laughs> my Jewish sister in Christ. <laughs> like, we need all of the emotional matzo ball soup essence. Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, as our listeners do not know, I have two quarts of matzo ball soup arriving momentarily. It's one mm-hmm. of those days. It's one of those days. And we are doing our best. We are focusing on the we fine. We call that? A cheap thrill. <laughs> in the in the vocabulary of the niche luxury hot girl, a cheap thrill. <laughs> a cheap thrill. Honestly. Most of by the court. <laughs> by the court. And of course, uh, in your honor, I did also order a Dr. Brown's soda because I haven't had one in so long. And every time honestly, I see you, I'm like, oh my God, I need a black cherry. Honestly, I pulled one out of my tote bag the other day. <laughs> <laughs> in like a mo- in a moment where you would never expect one to have, you know, a Dr. Brown's black cherry soda in a tote bag. And just whipped one my out. Friend that, no, just whipped one out. And my friend was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, you just, you never have the right beverages at your house. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, what are you? And I was like, you know what? Like, this is me now. And I'm embracing it. <laughs> this like, is my full essence. I'm no longer hiding. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, this is my essence. I'm coming out of the closet. <laughs> like, this is me. So I'm a bring your own beverage girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? I like what I like. I'm a tastemaker for specifically <laughs> niche <laughs> beverages. But like the way that I get so starry eyed when you send me a picture of anything cherry and I do yes. the same thing to you. And I'm like, this is our love language. An affinity for cherry is really the glue that bonds friendships. <laughs> I would say. And it's funny because I actually saw a TikTok about these two girls that kept sending each other back and forth ratatouille things (laughs) because 
they one of them like thought the other one just loved ratatouille and vice versa but actually neither, <laughs> neither of them, them did neither of them did and in my head i was like that's something dominique and i would do where yeah. like maybe like one of us would find something really random and niche like yep. a piece of like papyrus paper to write on and scribe <laughs> an assumed commonality and would, yeah and assumed yeah and we'd be like oh look and then like years down the road one day when we you know are sharing a hut and we have our dog children together <laughs> and we discuss and and then like yeah the, the storytelling circle. I'm like, I'm like, that was the full circle. There's, I ran out. I it took like, so many it. turns. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. That's this is we're fine, but this is like, you know, that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. And like bringing it back to our, our specific niche beverages, I feel like you are also one of the girls who needs a hydration, i.e., emotional support water bottle, a caffeination, mm-hmm. i.e., an iced coffee or an espresso or a macchiato or a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how many, mm-hmm. many espresso beverages can I list? I'm like, and, then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you need like a fun beverage, like something sparkling and flavored and, and lovely, like a black cherry soda or a butterfly pea flower lemonade or some kind mm-hmm. of mocktail. You hit the nail on the head. Thank there you. Is a, there is a, you know, a trio, if you will. It's it's like when you put those rings together in like superpower movies and they connect <laughs> like the sidekick and the, but think of it as three, like a triangular, yeah. almost Illuminati of beverages. <laughs> the trifecta me, beverage Illuminati. The, tri- the beverage Illuminati for me is exactly what you mentioned. It is a freezingly, almost like painfully experiential water presence, like in my <laughs> day where like it's so cold. It, I I cannot, I'm a water sommelier by accident. I can taste the difference. The, I can taste the difference. And so the only thing that makes it, you know, enjoyable if that I have to have Brita water is his ice. <laughs> I'm like, this is passion. I wish you could see. Make it face. subarctic. <laughs> I'm like, I want glacier water. And then of course, yeah, like you mentioned a hot coffee. I'm really currently going through a phase of the like barista collection of Nespresso pods, which Ooh. is like the vanilla custard flavor, flavor, caramel cookie flavor. And oh my God. Yeah. Hazelnut muffin. So, you know, we really, we hit that about three times a day. Absolutely. I love that. Exactly. Um, the Pierre Hermé oh, no. Nespresso. Have you had those ones? <laughs> they were like limited edition. Oh, have I? Oh, have I? What of course a treat. <laughs> what a treat. And honestly, have looked for them, haven't been able to find them. Yeah. Debated looking on like, you know, not the dark web, but I would go deep. <laughs> like if I was to use the dark web, it would be, it would be to find beach <laughs> luxury espresso pods. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you know, no, literally. I'm like, this whole scene is playing out in my, that would be a great, if we could take over SNL, that'd be our skid. Oh my God. I wish that we were like those three like teenage boys. They're probably not teenagers, but you know who I'm talking about. Like the new I guys. Know who you're talking yeah. About. The new that, guys. That I would mean, be us. Like oh, one day we, we will keep manifesting. <laughs> but day. I mean, like I, and I do, I manifest over my glacier water and my hot coffee. And then the third beverage is, you know, it, it alternates. I feel like I'm ready to make an open statement that Olipop is better than Poppy. <laughs> oh, and 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, like, cherry I'm, vanilla gonna, Olipop. I'm, like, I'm coming out. Cherry vanilla Olipop. I'm coming out and saying it. It's the best one. The best. So, undisputed. Like, that's my third beverage. And I want to know yours. Like, I need to know your three. And it's apparently, exactly that. it's undisputed. <laughs> that checks. That like, completely checks. I'll have to send you a video from when I was like stocking my fridge one week as if I was like a fridge stocking influencer and it was just like mm. 12 cherry vanilla Olipops. <laughs> Oh, did you do that thing where people like get little plastic bins to put things that were already made 
Oh yeah. Girl, you know, I did. (laughs) That is, that is up there for me. Like now that I am hashtag laid off, which we can get. Oh yeah. (laughs) Mental health state of the union. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, we'll, we'll get there. But now that I have that time on my hands, I'm like, you know what? Maybe now's the time that I organize my fridge by labels. Like why not? So I get it. I get it. I'll send you a template girlfriend. Like you've got a Virgo friend in me. Like, (laughs) I'm like, and I love that for me. I've been attracting a lot of female Virgos lately into my life. I feel honestly like I've been bestowed by a gift from the cherubs because. (laughs) Do you feel like you got a bunch of like really aggressive fairy godmothers? Kind of, but they all like love me more than I love myself. And they all are like, don't talk about my friend like that. But it's me that they're talking about. Yeah, that tracks. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. They're putting all the love they wish they could put into themselves like into you. I know. I'm like, my cup is filling up while there's <laughs> drained around me. So no, but I'm filling, it, I'm filling it back up, though, with my my Taurus love. It is reciprocal. I know. Every every Virgo mm. girly needs a Taurus girly. Uh, we should put that on a shirt. <laughs> I, I don't know how exist. many people would find it, but like, okay, well, we'll look into that. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so our agenda for today, I'm just going to like quickly like just overview what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today. Of course, we're going to start this out with things niche luxury hot girls are loving right now. That's what we're all here for. Like, we want to know Caroline's forecast. Then we're going to get into some hot girl anthropology with our certified hot girl anthropologist of This Is Fine. Then we're going to get into some spring themes. Like, it's April now. We're going to talk about, like, some spring niche luxury hot girl themes Then we're going to look at the season ahead, a niche luxury hot girl summer forecast. And of course, we'll conclude with a mental health state of the union. Does that sound good to you? That sounds so good. I am, I have so many things to talk about within these themes. (laughs) So many things. All right, let's just get into it. First thing up, things the NLHGs are loving. Where do you want to take this? Uh, Well, the NLHGs have just been absolutely feral (laughs) because whatever is going on like the people have been really dedicated to this little community and feeling really understood and it is allowing me to really understand like who are we and what do we like and am I a niche luxury hot girl or am I just an anthropologist (laughs) that we will get to I think you can be both (laughs) You can be both, which there's a background story, which we'll get to. The things that niche luxury hot girls are loving, of course, we obviously historically have already talked about, you know, the notes of cherry, the notes of pistachio, Mm, those, they came and they gone. They came and they gone. (laughs) But, fragrance, but there are a few themes I'm seeing lately in fragrance. I talked in the last episode about celestialism within fragrance, like moon, moon scented, kind of like essence within fragrance. I guess essence is the word of the day today as well. Yeah, I love it. But a weird trend, not weird, but a trend that I'm starting to see is the common garden food <laughs> reimagined <laughs> okay. into luxury. It okay. is hitting in scent and it is hitting in fashion. And I feel like it's going to somehow turn in to a trend within things that we love. Think like tomato being a note in fragrance okay the gourd the gordification of louis vuitton <laughs> louis vuitton came out with these gourd bags they also have hanging planters yeah. i'm seeing perfumes and fragrances that have like artichoke as a note like carrot but like 
carrot. Yes. Like I'm, it's almost like a vegetative gourmand. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it. Same. But I know that something is coming and I just need to say it on the record that I like, I sense. You're spotting. (laughs) Veggie gate. Maybe you could maybe call it. I think we can probably think of we can probably think of a, a hotter title than that. But I'm sensing that that's coming. As well as obviously on that spectrum, we have let's say something that's a little less obtuse, a little more whimsical, like a garden fruit reimagined in Ooh. some sort of scent that smells like someone gardening. Like I feel like we have so many scents that are coming out that people are loving with these like kind of crazy background stories like I don't even know if you think of Moon Carnival or um, Poets of Berlin by Wilhelm that mm-hmm. are like getting such a resurgence it has these storytelling elements even Valaya from Perfumes de Marley like the story of a woman so I feel like yeah. storytelling within fragrance is getting bigger and bigger I just got Diptyque's new ascent uh, Ooh, Papier. Papier. yeah yes Oh my goodness. It smells like apparently what putting pen to paper smells like. Does it smell and, like that? <laughs> well, it's uh, it smells like warm rice pudding and like Interesting. That's not what I expected. Like, <laughs> no, it has warm rice as one of the notes as okay. one of the Okay. Now I want rice pudding. <laughs> I know. I want rice pudding too and it smells like warm rice pudding and like the lingering touch of a lover. But it isn't really either of those because it's supposed to be paper, but it's like paper, yeah. these trends in fragrance. I, I feel them coming. The hot girls are loving storytelling through fragrance. I also feel like the hot girls are loving shifting a little bit of the whole dialogue around like the very delicate, you know, cute little jewelry to I'm seeing a resurgence in the really like overdone and like, I, I'm almost cringing thinking about it, but like the statement <laughs> necklaces oh, of no. the 2000s. Oh, no. Like I've been seeing a resurgence. Think the J. Crew bubble necklace of oh, what, yeah. 2011? I'm seeing <laughs> modern renditions. Um, the same thing goes for that um, that black, you know, little, what's it called? Velvet uh, like choker Joker? necklace. There's this new one that I keep seeing on these very like niche, hot, cool Swedish girls that are, is exactly that with the giant like velvet rose adorned on it. Whoa. And it's like, I keep seeing it popping up everywhere. So I'm interested to see if the 2000s is making a resurgence in that way through the niche luxury hawk girl yeah. community. What kind of freaks me out about that is like the speed of the trend cycle. Like those things were cool. Like, is it 10? Yeah, like about 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. And it usually takes like 20 years for yep. trends to come back around. Like I feel like we're still in Y2K stuff, which, like, feels comfortable, normal, and safe. But then this is, like, really fast. I've seen, like, some mermaid core stuff, like, siren core. And I'm like— Okay, so it's so funny you say that because I was just about to say mermaid core. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, we're on the same page. And I'm like, this is too soon? This is too soon. (laughs) No, it's too soon. Like, I am seeing it, but I'm telling you I'm going to send you some stuff later on to show you some of these examples. And I think you're going to be haunted. By, <laughs> haunted by what you see. For me, I it was too close to home. Yeah. I'm not ready to relive no. the mid to early 2000s yet, truthfully. So I'm also agreeing with you so much in Siren Core and Mermaid Core and like the concept of like being that sort of like beachy coastal girl. Yeah. I think the 
I know I called it obtuse hot girls last time. <laughs> that is not a knock to obtuse hot girls. It's just <laughs> obtuse hot girls. You will see the trend. I see it too. The apparently coastal cowgirl trend. Oh, I saw that. TikTok. That is not for us. That's not for us. (laughs) That is not for us. I mean, we can dip our toesies in, but like, you know, we're going to go maybe a little bit more like garden whimsical mermaid coastal core. Yeah. Like cottagecore mermaid versus cowgirl mermaid. Exactly. And I think there's going to be like a, like a resistance, but I'm excited to see how it pans out. I would say as well. I think that the hot girls are almost like taking a break from finding a bunch of new things. I feel like people have been really loving, just loving what they're loving because I feel like there's this shift lately in the atmosphere of people really wanting to take breaks on spending. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. been seeing a lot of content around that as well. Totally. I, I really love it. And I honestly think that like, having to grasp for new trends is so refreshing yeah. because it means like we're all sitting still for just a second before spring and summer resurgence. But of course, it doesn't negate the fact that mermaid core is, <laughs> and, you know, celestialism <laughs> creeping in. Fully creeping in. I'm like, oh, my entire personality in like 2012 was mermaids. And I don't know if I'm ready to like relive that trauma. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like if you were a girl that desperately wanted to be aquamarine, like yeah. your time, your time's <laughs> coming again. You have a second resurgence. It's like your Saturn return, but different. <laughs> your aquamarine return. This is very Saturn and Pisces, honestly. Like Pisces is the mermaid of the cosmos. So, I mean, I kind of get that. Oh my God. That is so beautiful. And honestly, special that you say that because Petunia is playing with a stuffed lobster in the corner. <laughs> and I'm like, is that... Am I the mermaid? And, and she's a little... She's I'm your like, flounder. And it's also ironic because I just got a new perfume from Roja. Have you ever tried Roja? No. Tell me more. Okay. It is so interestingly niche because they... I like to do this fun game that I play by myself called sorting <laughs> from highest to lowest on okay. websites. It's a fun game where I really gaslight myself into thinking that one day <laughs> I will be able to just search highest to lowest and go backwards on a, on a site and look at the, the new arrivals and the bestsellers. And Roja, every site I go on, highest to lowest, is like this perfume that ranges from like $3,500 to ten grand a bottle. Oh, Jesus. And I know. It's it's absolutely wild. It the creation process and apparently, you know, what goes into it. I don't even know. It must be like some sort of mythical witch that lives probably <laughs> brewing a concoction. <laughs> brewing in the Roja, you know, whatever. But they can you spell it? R O J A. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Roja and, perfume perfume. Okay. And look I'm, up, I'm pulling and it's it up. Called, so it's, okay, pull it up. So it's the scent I got is called o- Oceana. Oceania. Oceania. It's O C E A. NIA and it is not thousands of dollars but it is the most expensive fragrance in my collection now and it wow. is a $380 perfume which is crazy i will say i didn't buy it <laughs> <laughs> it was provided to me but lay those I'm notes fascinated. on us girl <laughs> i'm i'm like i am providing it's for research so i think yeah, what's really it's fascinating a <laughs> is it's a write off for of course research what i think is so interesting is Creeping in with the ocean core new arrivals from these brands 
is it giving mermaid? Ah, like a full yes. circle loop. Like I'm just like, are we? Is it? Is it really creeping up? Yes. I'm looking at their Isola Isola blue right now, and I'm like, oh my god, I need that. And it is giving yeah. mermaid. Like it's lemon, giving mermaid. Lemon bergamot, lime, apple, coconut, orange blossom, champaca, cut grass, pink pepper, and leather. Cut grass is such an interesting note, but I think that I think that we. I'm like I think we all. Need- <laughs> Feels cottagecore mermaid to me. <laughs> to me too. And the ocean, Oceania, Oceania, I really need yeah. to figure out how to pronounce that. This is a citrusy cocktail of lemon, grapefruit, mingling with bergamot, mandarin, and lime. Ooh. And aromatic herb notes. And it's like, so tell me you smell like a garden without, like an ocean right? garden. <laughs> like a Mediterranean garden. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like the perfumes, the trends, they predict themselves. Like we're merely yeah. reporters. That actually and, reminds me, like, I yeah. want to assert a hypothesis for you to review. I think Please. that Orange Blossom is a hot girl flower and scent. And I'm probably just saying that because, like, I use this podcast to convince people that I'm cool and everything I like is cool and chic and hot. But, like, do no. you think I'm objectively correct? <laughs> no, literally, I wish you could see me. I have, as Nina would say, full angel bumps all over <laughs> yes. my body because I literally had a stoic moment in my sit-down shower, which is just my shower that I sit down in. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, I like to blast the hot water and put some essential oil on the floor and sit in there. I put some yeah. orange blossom oil in there and I was sitting oh my God. thinking about how I had picked out my French mints for the week and I had decided to instead of get rose, I got orange blossom for the first time. And within those thoughts, I was like, hmm, are we loving orange blossom? And then the same thing happened where I was thinking about Oriana from Parfums de Marley, orange blossom note. I was thinking about Valaya, orange blossom note. I was thinking about um, Safanade. Safanade. Ellis Brooklyn just came out with a new set called Florist, orange blossom. And I literally was like, no, it can't be. It's too obvious. <laughs> but I had the same thought you did. I was like, it, it couldn't be because just, you know, Dominique and I love Orange Blossom, but like, right. you know, that can't be. But you know what? You heard it here first and I'm saying you predicted it because I fully agree. Orange Blossom is like, I think we're going to have like Orange Blossom appearing in in everything somehow. It's, it's somehow just gorgeous. It's so delicate and gorgeous. And I think I told you this. I literally bought a whole ass orange tree. Like I bought a giant tree so I could smell real orange blossoms in my yard. Like that's how unhinged I am. No, that's not unhinged. That's (laughs) self-care. That's self-care. Buy yourself a tree. (laughs) I'm like, that's literally me every day. I'm like, that is self-care and medication buying yourself a tree. And honestly, I don't know if you know, but scent takes a different neural pathway to the brain than any other... Um, you know, ability, if you will. Sense, and, yeah. Yeah, any other sensation. And like, you can actually change your mood with scent. So really, by putting an orange blossom tree in your backyard, <laughs> you're basically doing yourself a favor and it's free therapy. Oh my God, you're so right because it did cost about as much as one therapy session. <laughs> See, so there we go. That's a full circle moment. <laughs> Speaking of full circle moments about oranges that actually led to manic breakdowns, have you ever <laughs> seen that? Yeah, I'm like, exactly. Have you ever seen... <laughs> On TikTok, that orange video of like the very succulent orange that has like a white powdered sugar on it and they pick it from the tree 
and like squeeze what? it. Have you ever seen that? Oh God. Okay. Please I'm going to need to find that. I'm yeah. going to send it to you. I, apparently it's a lie. Apparently it's a lie. This, oh, it's this not video real. of this special orange went viral. This special orange tree. Apparently it's like people, I can't remember where in Asia, apparently people in Asia were like painting these oranges oh and they're God. not actual oranges. And these people were like traveling far and far, far and farther to find these oranges and they're all a lie. So that broke my spirit completely. And I'm also on the shower, eating an orange in the shower Reddit group. So it's like, <laughs> have you ever been in that group? No, I just like eat sumo mandarins by myself at home. So it feels relatable. No, you got to join this group. I'm going to put you in, I'm going to put you in touch with <laughs> people. It's The concept is, you know, when you eat an orange, your fingers get all sticky and the juice yeah. goes everywhere. Yeah. What if you just ate that orange in the shower and you got to... <laughs> omit those horrible you know that sounds like a veritable depression shortcut and i'm here for it (laughs) it is it's an entire extremely large community of people (laughs) advocating for eating oranges in the shower that sounds like a fragrance that you need to develop based on these two stories like special orange in the shower something like that oh my god yes no it's like that brand what's that brand etat Libre de orange. Oh, it's a libre, right? It's a libre. Yeah, it's it's a orange. It's a free state of orange. Yes, it's free state of orange. We should have that. We should send them this this podcast. The template. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like, just, look, this podcast is the template. I'm like, there you go. They have a really interesting scent. I just figured out. I think it's called it's called frustration, and it <laughs> smells like human secretions. Um. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I what? know. I know. I know. Okay. I'm like. All right. I'm like. It's that's neither here nor there. But I, I mean, do that need is you niche. To know that it exists. That is niche. It they is also niche. Have frustration, human secretions. Like, oh my god, that that is niche. We're gonna need to do, I think, a live smash or pass with niche fragrances sometime. Where Ooh, we have I the love same that concept. Vials of yeah, you no, know, right. The same vials, and we can just live smell them for the first time together. We're going to have to do that on video. I like this concept. I like this concept too. There's, I mean, there's a lot. And so I think- <laughs> There's a lot to cover. We, I mean, I mean, there's a lot to cover. So it's like between the perfume trends though, the niche luxury hot girls, the mermaid core, I'm excited to see what comes about. I also think I too. that you as the niche luxury hot girl mayor, <laughs> you know, you are, you're the mayor. My most honored love, title. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You own this city and I would love to know- if anything stands out to you, I keep hoping one day that you'll tell me calligraphy is like coming back or something oh God, really I would love that. random. Cause I know you say we're on the brink of a modern renaissance all the yeah. time. So I've adopted that. I've adopted that into my language. I say it all the oh time. My God, thank I, you. <laughs> I don't even know if it's true, but all the time I'm like, mm, yeah, we're on the brink of a modern renaissance. Well, I think you're right about calligraphy and maybe not that as the specific trend, but as like a subcategory of the trend of like screen free hobbies. I think yes. that is a thing that we're getting into more. Like even just like with fragrance specifically, um, it's something that doesn't involve necessarily using social media or your computer or your phone. And it's something that's tactile, sensorial, like you can experience it and sense it in the real world. Like you cannot replicate scent online at all. Like it's something that you literally cannot recreate. So I think that's part of an overarching trend of screen-free hobbies and activities that people are getting into. I see people learning new things like taking up tennis lessons. You know that I've been learning ballet. I think calligraphy would be another amazing thing. And it's just 
getting back in touch with like our body and surroundings apart from our phone. I feel like that is going to be a bit of a trend. Kind of what you were saying with like the pause in consumerism as well. I think we're kind of like unplugging to reconnect with ourselves a little bit. Amen to that, sister. I feel (laughs) the same way. Like I have nothing but exactly that sentence to say to honor what you said because I feel the same (laughs) way. And I think that that maybe will tie back into the mental health state of the human. Yeah, we'll circle back. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, and so we'll circle back on that. There's yeah, so much absolutely. to cover. I do, anthropology. Last thing I want to say about fragrance is I think I probably sent this to you, but I saw this tweet a while ago that like, now people are like, what's your big three in astrology? And it's like, oh, this is my sun, moon, rising. I think the tweet said, and I agree with this, that your big three is going to eventually become like, what are your what are your notes? Like, what are your favorite <gasps> fragrance notes? And oh. I think the more that fragrance becomes like a more mainstream, uh, is it a hobby or like a a passion, <sighs> an interest, a lifestyle, whatever, it, whatever yeah. we're going to call it, I think people are going to start to get in touch like, oh, what are your notes? Like, I didn't realize how much I loved patchouli. And like, that sounds weird for me, but like, Wait, this is an amazing prompt though that I feel like we need. I would, okay. I think what we should do, hear me out. <laughs> I want to hear what you think my three notes would be on the spot. And I want to mm-hmm. tell you your three notes on the spot. And I haven't okay. thought of them. But I just um, like I, I think we I think we have to do it. Immediate marshmallow. Okay, is that my base note? Uh it's tough to say because you have fragrances that have both base and top, I feel like with marshmallow. But like there's yeah. definitely marshmallow because you are the gourmand queen. Thank um, you, marshmallow. Yep. And I keep coming back to orange blossom, even though I wouldn't say that's necessarily like your defining note. Like I'm like, how do I get like a gourmand? There's gotta be pistachio. I don't know if this no, is but like... but I love that you picked Orange Blossom. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm like, I love that. I'm like, me. okay, Orange Blossom, Marshmallow, and either like Pistachio or Cherry. But I feel like, Ooh. okay, when you are like feeling like, okay, this is like my confidence scent of the day, I feel like you often go for that Rose Vanille, um, is it Montal? Montserrat. Uh, Montserrat, okay. Um Hmm, this is a tough one for me, but I'm I'm so certain about like marshmallow or whipped cream in there somewhere. I feel I feel fully confident that marshmallow and like Chantilly cream a hundred or whipped cream yeah hundred percent in my that, in my yeah that's like for that. certain. And then like I know that you like kind of like there's the is it lychee and Delina exclusive? Mm, yes, yeah. I feel like lychee. Mm. and or cherry I feel like cherry right now Mm. is more of like this is like my flavor of the season versus my forever but I feel like lychee could be part of it because it kind of has that same brightness like that bright fruitiness not like overly sweet lychee for me as well yeah okay great 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 Um, you're doing amazing (laughs) and then I don't know if it's orange blossom or another kind of floral like it could be like obviously Delina exclusive has rose in it Oh, Turkish rose. Like a Turkish rose would be so beautiful with, with lychee and marshmallow. Is that Oriana? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, Oriana is orange blossom, chantilly cream, ambrette. I'm literally saying these off the top of my head. That's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's marshmallow, astrology. It's okay. raspberry. No, exactly. So, I mean, you're you're spot on. I think, Well, thank you. <laughs> I think that I would love whatever that smells like. I 10 out of 10. And I think for you... I want to, I, I feel really compelled to put vanilla, obviously, because you love yeah. Safanade, you love I love Safanade. I just feel like vanilla is so, like, 
necessary because it's such a just like beautiful necessity. It's the thing that holds everything together. It holds in so it many together. Sense. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to say Madagascar vanilla though, mm. like the good stuff. Oh yeah. I'm going to go That's Madagascar gorgeous. vanilla. I do want to say patchouli because you love patchouli. I do right? love patchouli. Yeah. It's in a lot this of is, stuff that I didn't realize. This is where we differ. This is I where know. we differ. It's a divisive note. It is. It's like my cilantro, but oh, I, in I hate cilantro. It tastes like okay. soap to me. Yeah, exactly. No, we have that same taste yeah. thing then. But yeah, so I'm gonna go patchouli. I'm gonna go Madagascar vanilla. I want to say, like, I've spent time browsing your fragrantica. So <laughs> I'm like, I should know exactly the third. I mean, I could say jasmine. I could say also orange blossom. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. Not a gourmandy necessarily all the time. You have like a lot more of something like something that is more explorable and like a little perplexing than just <laughs> like a straight sweet gourmand. It's true. Like my my gourmandy ones are like coromandel, which is like, I mean, it has vanilla and um, patchouli in it, but it also has like neroli, rose, incense. I think tonka bean, uh, white chocolate, amber, yeah, um, frankincense, yeah. or benzoin. I can't remember which one that is. There's like a lot going on. It's it's complicated, much like my thought no. process. <laughs> it's stunning and beautiful. And I think we're going to go vanilla. We're going to go, what did I say? Why patchouli. Can I not patchouli. We're going to go vanilla. We're going to go patchouli. And I think we're going to top it off. Ooh, should we do amber? Is that I too, feel like amber no, and vanilla can, kind of are like the same. You're right. They're too like similar. Profile. They're both like base noty. No, I think you got it with sweet. like the white floral, like a. Okay, orange I'm sticking blossom. with the white floral. I'm sticking yeah. with the orange blossom. I'm gonna yeah. go vanilla base. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I feel good about that. That's, I feel good about gonna, this too. <laughs> We're gonna we'll see if this it, exists. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is gonna exist, and I I'm excited because I would wear both Caroline or Dominique as a scent. Oh my god, that's so like flattering because I know you don't like patchouli. <laughs> no, but I would wear it for you. And then if we could make Dan a scent as well. Dan, I don't be... know if you're listening. He probably got so bored listening to us talk about notes. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> but when he re-listens, Dan, yours is going to smell like like a plumeria in that's Hawaii. That's what I was going to say. Plumeria and like, like sea notes, like seawater yes, notes. Yes. Yeah. And like sand, like yeah. warm sand, granular sand. Like, sand. Maybe like some like sandalwood like woodiness in there, like beach His feet beach wood. Touched the sand in five years. Yeah, we're gonna start like a GoFundMe to just literally take Dan to the beach, which is down the street. <laughs> literally, like next episode, I fly out to surprise him, and we yeah, all go surprise to the beach guest together. in the studio. Hundred percent. Oh Couldn't my be god! Be more excited. But that's Dan as a perfume. I feel good about all three of us. That was a great th- idea you had. Um, I think that was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it was your idea. I brought up like talking about like notes is your big three and you're like, here, we're doing it. (laughs) Okay, no, you're right. You know what? You're right. I did do that. But the big, no, the big three was your idea though. So like genius. I I love a prompt. This was like synergy. Um, Which reminds me. Everyone listening, everyone listening, go figure out your your notes right now. Everyone figure out your notes. Maybe ask ChatGPT. I was asking (laughs) ChatGPT a lot of questions earlier about I'm so scared. I'm so scared of ChatGPT. Like, I went I'm, on I'm TikTok Live. No, no, no. Don't be scared. It's so fun. I went on TikTok Live last week, and I asked it to write me two-person skits about a perfume store employee. Oh, my God. And I asked it to give a horrific plot twist ending. Oh, my God. And I acted it out on live, and the 
I don't know how many people were in there, but whoever was in there, like, it was a show and a half. <laughs> I need to see this. How I have I miss the live that? recording. I will send okay. it to you. I, Thank I recorded God. it. I'm like, don't worry. I play four parts, even though I asked it. <laughs> I mean, that this, like, performance is a brilliant segue into your career as a hot girl anthropologist. <laughs> That's so true. And, okay, I need to give the background story of the anthropology, I think. Yes. Yeah, bring everyone up to speed because it's an inside joke until you explain it. Okay, okay. So everybody listening, I received an email from a journalist slash podcast host reaching out to me basically saying, hi, you know, I'm, let's for all intents and purposes, give her the name Jane. That's not her real name. But let's say Jane reached out to me and said, you know, hello, Caroline, I am a journalist and I am writing a paper or something, publishing something about um, the the concept of hot girls and like content around hot girls. Do you think of yourself as some sort of hot girl anthropologist? <laughs> and like, would you yes. be open? Yes. And would you be open to sitting down for an interview, picking your brain about like the niche luxury hot girl series and like what a hot girl is, et cetera, et cetera. Now I did not update Dominique yet on no, if this I is live. did the interview. <laughs> this is live. I did. I did get on the call yesterday. And it was a fascinating conversation about the concept of the hot girl as like a trend. And like, is the hot girl physically hot or is is it a state of mental wellness? (laughs) And hot girl anthropology, like she asked me, like, are you not a hot girl to your knowledge and you are talking about hot girls or are you the head bitch of the hot girls? (laughs) Did she say that? Not exactly. Okay. So speak <laughs> like, those words. I'm like, it's a well. bold question. I'm like, but are she she did say, like, are you, you know, the are you do you consider yourself, you know, the leader of the hot girls? Or an observer. Or an observer, exactly. And right. I I had to well, basically I left myself out of my body and was floating out of myself. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I think both. But as a hot girl anthropologist, like, I think probably similarly to when you go undercover in the FBI, it's like you become what you're, (laughs) you become what you're searching. And so I think this journey has, has led me to becoming a hot girl, but I definitely am an anthropologist of the hot girls, but not the obtuse hot girls. Like there is a different type of hot girl. It's fascinating though. We also talked about hot girl anthropology is hot girl, like when we talk about like hot girl walks, hot girl things, hot girls are loving, like Esther Monster has a series that are more like the yes. LA hot girls who I love. My I've original, seen that too, yeah. Yeah, like my series was very inspired by that concept, which I've talked about in the first episode. But talking about like the hot girlism, like is that trend or that like speech, you know, whatever you want to call it, going to be still a thing that we use, you know, X amount of years from now? And it got me thinking... What about when we all used the term girl boss? Like, right, right. We love like, girl ew, boss. cringe. We, yeah, like, we ate, girl boss. we ate girl boss up and yeah. like put it on everything. Now I hear girl boss, I shrivel up and parts of me die inside. So right. it definitely got me thinking like, is hot girl, hot girl walks, whatever, going to be like, it's just a walk? But it's like, no, because I think that girl bossing was really alluding to the fact that women are still, you know, not oftentimes the boss and are underpaid. But hot girls 
can just be a state of mind. It was fascinating, and I must know your take. No, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I think about this kind of stuff a lot. I'm like, what are we going to cringe at decades from now or even just a few years from now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a scary place to go because you could honestly, like, mentally paralyze yourself that way. But I do mm-hmm. believe what you're saying about girl boss being related to being in the workplace and having a specific title, job, role, position is different than the way that we're using hot girl. Because like you said, it's not so much to do with physical appearance or conventional beauty standards as it is a frame of mind and a deliberate choice. I think it's more about confidence and owning your style and feeling proud about your taste and taking care of yourself like when it comes to hot girl walks and just being proud of who you are. Like, think about hot girls with IBS. We have a whole episode on that, too. Yes. Love that. It's just about, like, you're owning your beauty on different levels. Um, Okay. I'm so glad you say that. Yeah. I, like, I fully agree. I I was just on that. Because that's what I said. And I love that you said it with such, you know, with such venture. I said the same thing, too, about, like, you know, if calling it a hot girl walk and you know that that association for you is turning your notifications off, putting on an outfit you feel a little bit more you know, elevated in and and mm-hmm. getting your steps in, then fine, call it whatever you want to call it. You know, if right. it's a hot girl community, but for you, it feels like, you know, elevating your most basic thing, like a washcloth. And that gets you to, you know, be excited about washing your face. It's fu- whatever. Exactly. So it's like, it's I less totally about the nomenclature, you. right? Like it's less about what we're calling it and more about like the the concept itself. I literally said that exact sentence word Stop. for word. I literally said, it's not the nomenclature. I literally Shut said Shut up. That. No, oh I literally, God. hand to God on Petunia's life, was like, it's not the nomenclature. It's just... Shut up. That's I amazing. That. I literally, oh, my God. You, I mean, you did teach me that word, though. You did, did I? <laughs> yeah, you taught me that word. So that feels I use it all Virgo. the time. It's super Virgo. <laughs> I use it all the time. I've been doing this thing where I try to learn new words and repeat them at least 20 times a week to really get them in my vocabulary. That's and a when beautiful you hobby. Me, Thank you, Angel. And when I, when I, when you taught me, when you unknowingly taught me nomenclature, you would be, I mean, the end of the week, people were cringing. People were like, we get it. Like I was going out of my way to come up with uses of the word. <laughs> Ways to use it. I like I was like, so much, oh, this nomenclature has no place in the movie theater. And they were like, what? <laughs> it, was, it was great. Used in a sentence. <laughs> I know. I'm like, and now this word of the week is filiopiety, which is, I oh. mean, you I like, know. wait, filio is like, uh, you like something, right? Wait, no, filio. I'm thinking, uh, I think filio okay, is like well, an affinity no, no, no. for. Well, okay, wait. No, I think I think that my I think I need to re-spell it because I think you're spelling it pH in your head, which makes sense. It's yes. fil- filial piety. Oh, it's filial. Filial piety. I need to enunciate it better. I A L P I E T Y. Like yep, yep. like religion? Sim- yes. Okay. It filial piety comes for it's a virtue of respecting one's elders. And like oh. basically the just like dimension of like you grow up and then as your elders around you age, you have to just like respect and take care of the parent whenever they like your your goal for existing is being able to do that. I think about it a lot as a woman with parents. <laughs> a woman with parents. A, a very relatable experience. I'm like a woman with parents. I'm like, one day I'm gonna have to take care of them and filial piety. There now I know I'm gonna be able to throw that word out one day, hopefully in not a sad way, but 
nonetheless, yeah. not the nomenclature. <laughs> not the nomenclature. <laughs> hot girl word of the week. <laughs> Ooh, I think that's a great thing to add, a hot girl word of the week. Okay. Well, like, it's I not known. Well, maybe it is nomenclature because everyone else is just hearing it right now. But no, like, it can the be- hot girl word of the week is nomenclature. Okay, cool. We'll start there, and then next week is filial piety. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> like everyone, which send is two in words, but word it's a concept. <laughs> it's a concept. Everyone, send in your word of the week. Love. Okay, so we kind of got into hot girl anthropology. Is there anything else you want to talk about as a hot girl anthropologist before we get into mm. our spring and summer themes? Well, I guess as a hot girl anthropologist, I am extremely curious. Okay, I have this weird sort of fascination and theory that I've noticed amongst a specific super hyper niche type of hot girl. I think that the hottest girls in the hot girlisms of like the type that I'm thinking about seem to not really care about clothes these days. And ah. I'm just, do you, okay, like I know that seems so random and niche, but like, no, I get it. Everyone that I, follow that I like really closely admire as that kind of person seems to just be really prioritizing like a good pair of jeans and a t-shirt whatever it may be like it's very not style centric and like yeah their coolness and their like effortlessness and whatever it may be comes from like the adornments on their jewelry whatever it is and I'm curious if like there's some sort of like anthropological Thing that I've noticed that is by like that is you know accurate. I and I need your opinion on that because I don't know if I'm so off base, and that's me just no. hoping that everyone's. Not I know I'm like, <laughs> please tell me how I'm hot because I've been wearing simple clothes. <laughs> no, that's me because I'm like, did I accidentally sell out the intimacy me boat neck shirt? Oh my god, it's. Cool? I wish I bought that in Italy. Mm, like I know, I, I wish you bought I should it have too. grabbed. I know, I'm, okay. you know me. I'm on um. Uh, for unrevealed reasons to the public currently, I am on a uh, no shopping. <laughs> yeah, we can't uh, talk about it at this time, but the nomenclature yeah. refers to, <laughs> <laughs> to the fact that we will one day talk about it. But yes, I'm like, these to be girls revealed are later on. To be revealed. And I want to be there live when you do. But 100%. The, oh, thank God. And, <laughs> but full circle moment, we will be wearing probably black t shirts. <laughs> and mm-hmm. does that refer to. Is the niche luxury hot girl really throwing out the concept of trend and like creating a wardrobe museum for yes. almost like just a little bit of a nothing? Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? I I have thoughts on this and I'm glad you brought it up because it's not something I would have thought of. Um, I think it's multi-layered. I think part of it is the fallout from uh, obviously the pandemic where mm-hmm. we were just like, okay, elevated sweatsuits and not, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on fashion as much. I think second is the reduced consumerism and focus on the planet and other priorities, um, as well as financial wellness. Um, I think recession is probably part of that. Layoffs. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, inflation is insane. Uh, people aren't getting raises to match with inflation. It's it's rough out there. And then third, I think it is um, – an iteration of kind of French girl style, which is always kind of cool, but I think maybe people might be leaning more into it now where it's just like simple but done well. I think it applies to so many things like fragrance can have simple notes, but like blended very well or with really high quality um, 
raw materials, like it's really beautiful and different. Or food, it's really simple ingredients, but it's prepared so well and it's very fresh. So like the meal is exquisite. I think clothing can be very similar. Like what you were saying, like right now I'm literally wearing a pair of vintage Levi's that have been like tailored to my body so they fit perfectly. A very simple sweater and a very simple but like understated sneaker. And like that's so casual, like jeans, a sweater, and sneakers. But I'm like, I feel good in this. Like this feels polished enough and comfortable enough. And I think that, I mean, not that I'm like the exemplary. (laughs) No, you are. You're the mayor. You are. (laughs) But I, I like what you're saying about like, yeah, just kind of dialing it back a little bit, focusing on simple. That's not to say that, like, there's not still room for, like, an outfit that slays, like, oh, no. <laughs> over-the-top color, you know, mix-and-match patterns. I love all of that stuff still, too. Um, yes, maximalism yeah, think, we love. but Yeah, we, in, we love a maximal yeah. moment. But, but it's I, interesting. I do appreciate, like, the refined simplicity. I think it's funny, too, like, what you said about the concept of kind of moving the trends to go with the economy. I think immediately of, like, the French girl trend— of everyone getting their nails taken off and like going natural because it's cost effective, but then calling it like French girl nails. And it's like, it's such a a smart way to justify the fact that you aren't going to have for, at least for me, like pretty hands anymore, which not saying my hands aren't pretty, but I haven't seen my raw hands in like half a decade. (laughs) And I don't want to know. In the cold light of day. (laughs) No, like I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. So it's like, it's interesting. And I, I love I love this anthropological segment. I think I wish there was like a little like safari music playing in the background. But other Dan, than are that, you on that one? <laughs> I'm like, Dan, add some jungle music of us, like, and somehow a video of us in matching outfits. Oh my God. Speaking of matching outfits, this is <laughs> and and kind of maybe hot girl anthropology. Because we're talking about hot girls are evolved. We know this. We love yes. ChatGPT. We know this too. And AI in general, I think. And I don't know if we want to call this an anthropological forecast, but I do think that it's just like AI in general and the hot girls are educated on the fact that like we want to do the most without doing the most. So AI is helpful for that. So with that in mind, I stumbled upon a wormhole of TikTok where people were getting AI headshots done. Yes, you showed me. (laughs) And I, this morning, ordered my own. Oh my God, you did it. I did it. Are morning. we going to be able to show that to our listeners by the time this yep, is published? Yeah, 100%. Fantastic. I will link to that in the episode description. <laughs> Apparently, I will get 500 of them and probably three will be useful. Oh, my God. It was so weird. Here's, okay, I know that, like, we're embracing AI. We're embracing technology. We're embracing chat GPT. I am, I feel like my grandparents. I'm, like, so scared. I'm, like, I don't trust it. I think it's going to take over. I don't like that it's, like, doing the things that humans can do, like, with their Mm -hmm. art and their gift. I'm, like, someone really, like, gifted and skilled, like, spent years learning photography and, like, not just any kind of photography but portrait photography to, like, capture someone's essence. Mm -hmm. And now, like, an AI thing can do it (laughs) in, like, three seconds for, like, $17. And, like, obviously there's a huge benefit to the consumer, but I'm also, like, so scared. And I, like, I don't know how to – like, speaking of things that, like, we might – like, look back on in 10, 20 years and be like, what? That's how I'm feeling right now. Oh, and I, like, totally. I don't know. I'm going to, like, maybe laugh at myself for being a silly goose or, or what no. if I'm right? And it's, like, scary. I, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it, I think you're probably on the precipice of correctness for both because <laughs> I feel like we just, like, I feel like our species isn't 
we we shouldn't have something like this at our school. Like, <laughs> like probably. Like we, we shouldn't have this. We just have no, like they- we always take a good thing and we ruin it. Like this is why we're not allowed to have nice things. Energy is like gonna be our society with AI, I think. And I just yeah. I'm I know we'll probably ruin things, but like for now, I too am like joining the wave of that, but I yeah, think embrace it's because it. like I'm embracing it because it's like it reminds me of when I was a teenager and there was like that what was that that but like chat butler where you could talk to like the thing oh my god I forgot about. about that do you remember that did that just awaken yeah. memory in you yeah like I always found that fascinating so I think I love the concept of that I also would always enter AIM random Yahoo chat rooms yes. so I think there's something you know something reminiscent and reminiscent yeah. <laughs> there but yeah, I'm excited I, to see you know if the world burns down. <laughs> I love what you brought up about optimization. And I do believe that, you know, time is our most precious non-renewable resource, right? Like we never get our time back. So anything that we can do to free up our time, I think is great. I think I'm just afraid of how it's going to, I don't know. There's so much unknown and obviously the unknown is scary. But as my new therapist said, the antidote to fear is trust. So maybe I just have to trust chat GPT. I was going to say, maybe AI. we should do a second segment where we do like Dominique goes on a date with chat GPT and we can like set you up on like a picnic with the laptop and like I'll be there and we can have like Amarina cherries in a glass and like you guys oh God, can talk it out. Like, I oh don't my know. God. I'm like, it'll let's, be okay. Let's do it. I'm like, why I not? need to get you to California like ASAP. I need to come for so many reasons. I actually found yeah. out I have a fully, like, full circle, like, what's it called? A full circle trip? <laughs> a round Wait, trip ticket. I was trying to think of the term round trip ticket, but I was saying a, a full, full circle, circle trip. trip. <laughs> I'm like, I have a full circle trip. No, I have a round. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's kind of beautiful. But no, I have a round trip ticket to LA that I just have been waiting to use. Wait, oh my god, that's so close to me. We need to we need to handle that off air. I know. We we will handle that off air. Maybe ChatGPT will coordinate TBD. But <laughs> our new assistant ChatGPT. Our new assistant, the hottest girl of all. But Wait, so I do like everything about that. Your full circle trip that reminds me, um, niche luxury hot girl summer. Like no. what's what's on the forecast? Did we cover it already? Like we talked about celestial core, we talked about like mermaid cottage core fusion, but like any fun plans or things that are coming up that you think are gonna be influential to the NLHG community? Okay, so I am going to actually almost turn it back on you and ask you <laughs> a similar question, but I asked that partially because this is for me, like what I've been seeing around me in terms of like just exponential like revelations amongst the community is I feel like summer is not just necessarily like a place and time to, you know, find fragrances or whatever that we love, but actually like the more I feel like I just talk to people, it's like we are going to just have metamorphoses mentally and so yeah. I feel so the renaissance. On that. It's the renaissance. Like I, I don't know if I'm in like a little out of tune at the exact moment because like the hot girl in me is like it's time to get out of my cocoon and heal some capital T trauma, <laughs> and that's <laughs> what hot girl anthropological summer is going to be. So it's like, is the Wait, summer forecast for like? Thank you, sister. But I'm like, is the summer forecast like? The girls just absolutely embracing 
like everything that has been a little frustrating, you know, for all of us and like having metamorphoses, maybe like is the girls are healing. Some, the girls are healing. <laughs> like niche luxury hot girl summer healing. It's a butterfly summer. If you're doing your metamorphosis in your little cocoon, you're emerging a butterfly and flitting around this summer. I also I love that. think that the hot girlification of mushrooms is coming. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. I'm actually about to try those for the first time. So um, am I. So am I. <laughs> Great. Um, like See, literally this tomorrow. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. See, it's like I'm telling you, we are anthropologists. We did not talk we about are. this. Like hot girls are loving mushrooms. <laughs> hot girls love mushrooms. But it's I don't crazy. know. Like what I could hate it, but I have a feeling I want. So no, we'll no, no. I, we're going to have to chat about that, actually, because yeah. I had to jump through gymnastic level hoops to secure these niche, these these I would call niche luxury hawk girl mushrooms. They literally, oh. I had to jump through so many hoops to get the connection for the connection of the connection that does this. It's like a multi-level step. And then once I got allowed into the Instagram group, I saw the mutual followers of said person. And it was a ton of cool influencers. Not that hot I girls. am one, but it was hot <laughs> girls. And I was like, oh my God, the hot girls are doing mushrooms. Yeah, you got to come to LA. You got to use your full circle trip. (laughs) I know, I got to get my full circle trip in. So (laughs) so I'm like, we're doing mushrooms, which again, psilocybin goes to mental health. The girlies are healing. Oh, dude, that honestly is like a perfect segue also. I think we should still talk a little bit about summer, but I think the mental health state of the union, that's, I think so. that's ideal. It's it's going hand in hand. There's too much of a Venn diagram. It's just one circle now. So niche luxury hot girl summer is like a healing girl, girl summer. For me personally, it's going to be an exploring girl summer. Like I want to get out and explore and experience different ways of life and culture. Mm-hmm. I also am full circle tripping back to <laughs> full circle tripping was not intentional, but <laughs> on brand with mushrooms. <laughs> full circle tripping back to our uh, screen free activities, which I think go hand in hand with both the mental health aspect and maybe a possible rebellion to AI. Like, yes, we're going to use AI to optimize certain things that we can't do, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Are certain things that we, like, can just automate. Something that's simple that we don't have to use, like, as much brain power for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe the rebellion to that really is renaissance. Like, what can we create that AI can't? Like, art and, like, moving our bodies and and things that have nothing to do with technology. So maybe that really does go hand in hand this summer. Like, a screen-free, trauma-healing mushroom tripping yes (laughs) exploratory traveling in our mermaid outfit yeah it's funny though because i can also foresee the divide between the hot girls the ones that want ai and love like tech and the ones that don't and like i show up to la like as a cyborg and you (laughs) are are an aquarius rising so that makes sense (laughs) literally my aquarius rising i have like one eye made of like a computer and you show up in a full like old-timey wig and it's just like (laughs) that's that's the disparity but i think that i fully agree with you it's a healing girl mushroom girl summer we are like yeah turning the cottage core into you know, the little mushroom house. <laughs> like, where do they live? <laughs> I'm like, they're in a cottage, right? We're, we're taking like the cottage cher- the celestial, The celestial, like, cherub renaissance mushroom vibe. Oh, for sure. I mean, celestial cherubs definitely microdose because they are way too happy <laughs> to not. I'm like, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. So, yep. yeah, that's, that's the summer. And mental health state of the union ties into that for sure. And there's a lot to cover. In the mental health state of the union. Yeah, like eating oranges in the shower. <laughs> I'm like, like eating oranges in the shower. 
mental health state of the union. I'm like, so where am I at? So yeah, where are you I, at? So I have talked about it on TikTok. I got laid off last week, last Tuesday, out of the blue. It's a not so fun story, but I was working in influencer marketing on the brand side. I've been doing it for a really long time. And unfortunately, this was second round of layoffs kind of out of the blue and my whole team got dissolved. So that shook my mental health, but not as much as being love bombed (laughs) the same. Oh God. Yeah. We've all been there. (laughs) I think that honestly, like lay me off, you know, take my employment, whatever. I'll figure (laughs) it out. But the love bombing, like mental health state of the union, like I am, I'm a little, I'm a little bit like I deleted all of my dating apps. Like yeah, mental state it, of the it's union, cathartic. taking a break. It's cathartic. I think yeah, that like, I, oh no, I was just going to say like, I think that like more than ever, there's just this big uprising of people just like giving up and being like, you know what? I'm just going to live life on my own. And like, <laughs> I just give up. And it's like, it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of like state of the union acceptance. <laughs> like we've moved yeah. past like all the grieving process and it's like, are we just in acceptance? Is that sad? Maybe, but like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of cathartic. Maybe it's not as sad as it is like, okay, like the apps aren't working for a lot of people. You're not the first person to say this to me. I've heard this over and over and over again. And people are like on and off of them. I re-downloaded Raya for like five minutes and then I was like, "Mm, better not. Mm -hmm. I think it's more in line with everything we've been saying about like, let's try to like (laughs) make screen free great again (laughs) or like something. Yeah. It's like we're living in the real world a little bit more. Have you seen that thing about the green rings? No. Okay. I cannot remember the actual like person that started it. So we're going to have to look into that. But there's this movement going on that's supposed to be anti-dating app where you take, you get like this green ring. It's like a rubber ring or something. Think of like the Livestrong yellow bracelets of 2006. Oh God, okay. Yeah. Think of that, but as a ring. And the green ring symbolizes that you're single and interested in someone talking to you in public. Oh, dang. Okay. So it's like being on the app, but in real life. Exactly. But it's like a good like indicator that you're open to, you know, chatting with a stranger that is single too. And it's like supposed to be anti-dating app culture. Wait, I love anti-dating app culture. This is exciting. It's fascinating. So I'm like, do we get, we just obviously would take it to a next level and get full Emerald. (laughs) I was just going to say Emerald. (laughs) (laughs) Like obviously, but I mean. So we're getting an Emerald ring. We're getting matching best friend Emerald rings. But I mean, it's also my birthstone. So that feels really appropriate. It's fun. Yeah, I, so I love it. I mean, it's fascinating. I'm I'm interested, but my mental health state of the union in full is like, I think, I think I'm like ready to sort of unpack some stuff and yeah. see what I can do with that to be a little bit more of a trauma with a capital T. Maybe we take it to lowercase T. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's not something that you have to live with forever. Like maybe. Like, if anyone listening is going through the same thing, like, I feel like this is a really important topic to bring up. It doesn't have to be a defining characteristic or experience. It can be something that, you know, maybe was defining for an era of your life, but then you extract what you need from it 
you learn, you level up, and you release it. Obviously, that's not an easy one-and-done light switch kind of process. It takes a lot of therapy for most people, a lot of support from friends and family, a lot of tools in the mental health toolkit. But it's possible to leave that stuff in the past and not let it continue to be what tells your story. That's so true. And I think it's so important to like really remember that you can start a whole new story if you want to. And like that you don't have to start telling your story by bringing up the trauma because you want to like give that trauma a seat at the table and make sure everyone knows that you went through it. But like maybe just sort of disintegrating that part of the storyline and just being like, no, this is me now. And like, I'm going to be an active participant in my new life. And like, these are the things we talk about. These are our defining moments and characteristics. And that was not anymore a thing that I am going to think about. So it's like, there's so much, so much to unpack in Caroline's mental health state of the union and probably a lot of people's mental health state of the union. I totally, and the self-awareness is huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, self-awareness is like a gift and also a curse because it makes <laughs> regular therapy so difficult. It's like yeah. cognitive behavioral therapy if you're already extremely cognitive. <laughs> I'm so difficult. cognitive. I know. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> cognitive. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I think it's, it is relatable for real. I feel like there are so many of us that are so self-aware and literally can like pinpoint our villain origin story or like the thing that... You know, Crespin element. <laughs> I mean, sure, like a lot. Tell me about it. But it's interesting because I don't know, for so many self-aware people, we're all like just grasping out for someone to tell us like, okay, what do I do? So I think right. the mental health state of the union is if we had to describe it like in a few words, like a little bit drained, but very hopeful. I love that. And I'm hopeful for you too. And I think a lot of people listening to this are probably going through a very similar experience where you are on the precipice of a big transition, a transformation. You know that some things need to change or you want some things to change. You're ready for it. You're about to begin. I think you have tools in place. You have people in place that can support you. I hope that people listening are finding the same. If you don't have a therapist, this might be a nice little prompt for you to maybe explore that option. It could be a counselor, it could be a psychiatrist, a psychologist, an LMFT, whoever really works for you at this juncture. But it's important to have some form of support and usually some kind of objective outside source that can guide you through it. But these are all positive things and letting go or kind of relegating your traumatic experiences doesn't minimize them. It doesn't mean like what's happened to you isn't that bad or wasn't you know, as intense as you believed it was or wasn't life-altering. Like, all of those things can be true, and you don't have to let it be your main theme or your main story anymore. That was so well said and so just, like, it, yes, because I I, I just, I ha- I'm just like, yes. It, just to close it off, I read a quote the other day, and I think it was something, I'm trying to remember. I think it was, I sat with my, it was either I sat with my anger or my hurt. I sat with my anger long enough until she told me her real name was Grief. Oh, yeah, I know. That's beautiful. I know. No, it's, it's so true. It's just like, that's so the case, I think, with maybe not anger, but 
you know. No, it's true. No, it's spot on for anger. It's actually something my old therapist used to say before he retired that um, anger is usually an unprocessed emotion that's not anger, right? Like anger is unprocessed pain, unprocessed sadness, unprocessed grief. So it's hard. It's harder for most people to feel grief, pain, and sadness than it is to feel anger. Anger feels empowering, like you're in control, even though it's it's really not that. Um, but it's a hard thing for people to face because those those other emotions are so difficult to experience that we try to numb it or avoid it or process it via anger. Oh, it's so true. And honestly, it's like I think everyone. It feels like everyone is really kind of in a new headspace of like being really self-aware of what that is Mm -hmm. starting to feel like and like feeling their emotions and giving them a name. And it's, it's interesting to see everyone, you know, maybe being a little bit more open. It feels like to me, at least people are being a little bit more open, but I also, it is imperative to me that you share your mental health state of the union. Oh God, <laughs> so easy for me to sit here and like let you do it. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know, but it's equally as important for me to hear yours because it's like we're yeah. we're a couple. <laughs> you're the you're the mayor, <laughs> you know, and you're, you're the, the queen. Mayor. No, so <laughs> I um all things considered, things are are good. I have again a lot of um things going on in my life that I will share publicly soon and none of it's bad it's just there's so much going on so I'm like definitely overwhelmed but I feel supported um I have great people a great new therapist yay um and and things in place to help me you know get through all of these things but it sort of feels like I've taken on four people's lives at once (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I think when I get through that season it'll be a little bit easier but I'm definitely feeling lots of anxiety around that and trying to do my best to mitigate those physical and psychological sensations and symptoms. Um, yeah, I'm definitely in like a, a kind of going through it, but not in like a bad or depressed kind of way. There's just a lot going on and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like my head's on fire. Sort of like the whole theme of this podcast, like the dog sitting in oh, the house. I love that the, meme. Everything on fire. Yeah, that's me right now. I think that you just do such a good job of like putting on whatever hat you need to wear for that minute though and showing <laughs> up I'm as trying. like no literally I'm like I picture you in like a little I don't know what a podcaster would wear as a hat but let's say a top headphones. hat <laughs> oh, or headphones <laughs> I'm like oh or headphones no let's go with the top hat like the top hat works yeah. I like I picture you but you just do Everything, at least from an outsider's perspective. I mean, I, I talk to you every single day. Every day. <laughs> but let's still call it an outsider's perspective. It's interesting to see, you know, our mental health state of the unions that are, you know, we're transcribing our own. But it's like from my perspective, I'm like, you're just out here effortlessly doing everything. And then, you know, we can't you can't talk about the things that you're alluding to now. But when you do... I'm saying now to anyone who comes back and listens, like the things that you're (laughs) putting into place and the, just everything that you're doing to, to get to, you know, whatever part of life you want to be in, like you are just doing it so gracefully. So I think you you should be really proud of yourself. See, you're who I'm talking about. The people in place who are supporting and helping me get through. Thank you so much. It's the same for me as for you. I hope everyone has a you. 
We we life. are a team for everyone listening. If you yeah. need support, you hit both of us up and we're here for you too. Yeah, please. Like, I mean it. And I, I think that like the fact that there is, you know, self-created communities of people that can say like, we are all feeling this way and we can like be there for each other, even if it's just like a quick message, like, yeah, that is crazy cool. Yeah, I love that so much. And that's literally how our friendship started. And, you know, we've never physically met in person. And <laughs> like a month ago, we just decided we are friends now. I'm like, well, we actually decided we were soulmates. But that's <laughs> well, neither, to be more specific. I'm like, well, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, to me, at least it is. But whatever. No. It's, it's an extremely I'm, important detail. I'm like, well, oh we're, we're going to retire in you know some farmland <laughs> with our dogs. But it's cool. No, but for real, it's, it's crazy the connections you can make if you open yourself up to AI. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by ChatGPT. I like, wish. This, oh my God. Can you imagine? I'm like, someone no. sponsor us. And like, eventually there's a ChatGPT version of this is fine. It's just like, this is ChatGPT. Oh God. That's my literal nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. And it's no, funnier and cooler. Like, I'm like, it's funnier and cooler. And it's like super <laughs> rich all the time. <laughs> and it's like, it's not allergic to anything and it doesn't need therapy. <laughs> I'm like, is this one of those like waking nightmares from sleep paralysis or is this, are we no, really literally, talking about this? It like shows up to the bar with other robots and it's like, let's go eat wings with our toes. I don't eat, you know, <laughs> salad. I'm like, in ours, the, I'm like, the robot is also not like a girl's girl. <laughs> I'm like, the robot is the anti-Dominique. If you don't start like writing a book soon, I swear to God, like your brain is on a different level. I'm like, you know, like, do you not picture it? <laughs> I'm like, it's, I've had too much free time on my hands. <laughs> Again, your stories take turns that I never expect. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's a twist for me too. I'm like, that's the marshmallow. <laughs> that's the marshmallow in my fragrance, you know, diorama. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. I'm literally crying. I'm like, you get it. I oh. can't breathe. You I'm get like, it. Like, you get it. I'm just like, I'm nodding. Like, you get sure. it. Oh, I actually have a really random question that has nothing to do with mental health, but everything For to sure. do, but everything to do with my mental health, probably, which is <laughs> cleaning supplies. Do right. you think that there is a place? Like, do you think that there's a somewhere in the world where like very gourmand and delicious cleaning supplies exist? And do you think like, why why are we not talking about that more? Like, do you not feel like that's just totally lacking? I ask you because I was doing my, you know, try daily clean as I do, you know, at least six six times a day. I call it the opening <laughs> shift. I prepare the apartment for future me. And I was using my method spray and I was like, I wonder what Dominique cleans her kitchen with. I bet it smells like vanilla and like Italy and like Oh my god, I whatever. wish. And I thought to no, myself, this is like yeah. What are what are the girls use? Like why what do, are the girlies what, use? What are the girlies using? Um, this is something I struggle with because I don't think it exists. I do have like um the Clorox like coconut wipes mm. for the floor, like for Swiffer or whatever, mm -hmm. because like coconut and then I have, like, Mrs. Myers that I rotate out, but it's Rose or Peony mm -hmm. um, or Mum in mm. the fall. Like, it's seasonal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a, a winter flower is Peony. A fall flower is Mum. A spring, summer is usually Rose. And then I have, like, an oat blossom, like, Mrs. Myers soap in the kitchen, but then I have Diptyque hand soap in the mm. bathroom. But cleaning supplies are tough because there's not, like, a huge, like, 
I would say luxury cleaning supply market. As far as I know, if I'm wrong, someone please tell both I, of us. We have please tell both of us. Like, we, actually, maybe I should cut this out of the podcast so we can like make it and we don't give anyone else idea. <laughs> I know. Wait, like maybe I'm like there's simply nothing out there that has yeah. the delicious scent of maybe like something sweet, gourmand, vanilla, whatever, but with the yeah. packaging that isn't like I'm not trying to knock Mrs. Myers, but. Her bold but, color like, packaging in it. and font, like, <laughs> it's not giving it's what not I giving. want it to give. Like, I want it yeah. to give by Rado, and it's giving, like, imagine, imagine Wendy's made a cleaning yeah. supplies company. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I actually am, like, strongly considering cutting this out so we can come up with something because that's like, an excellent idea. I mean, like, honestly, like, whether you do or don't, it is a really good idea. And it's a great idea. Someone like, please make it for us. I'm like, honestly, like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, do we cut it out? I don't know what's going to happen. But for the love of we God, have, someone figure this out. <laughs> someone like, please make it for us. I'm we like, just please, clean. Because the laundress completely had a fallout with the, they were oh, yeah. like shut down. So it's like, there's laundress, a Laundress like there. shit the bed, right? No, they had, 100%. Like, toxic stuff. Yeah. yeah. I remember, oh my God, I'll never forget. It really showed me like what kind of, what kind of feral woman I am. I was walking around <laughs> The street, and do you know Jenny Kane, the store? It's like, yeah. okay, so Jenny Kane, I walk into the store in Boston. It's never open during regular hours. It's always open like 12 to 4 on Classic. Saturday, on like Mondays and then whatever. So I somehow, I was there. I think I probably took a mental health day, but I know myself. And yep. I walk in, and this woman working is just shoving, hoarding, laundress, like little, you know, the bottles that are like the laundress yeah. ex-le labo into this garbage can and I was like what are you doing and she was like "Mm, girl (laughs) like these are these are bad like laundress is no more laundress is rip and I was like oh my god well what's wrong with these and she was like I mean there's I don't know there's something wrong with them and I like looked her dead in the eye there was no hesitation and I was like can I buy them off of you like in the (laughs) and she was like sorry what and I was like can I buy them like, no hesitation. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't care what's in them. Can I just have them? <laughs> and she was like, no. Like, no. And I literally, like, twitched. And, like, it like, just— Give me that trash I was, can. I was, I was like, give me that trash can. And I just was feral for, like, the Lilabo laundress detergent. For fragrance. For fragrance. Yeah. Feral for fragrance. Feral for That's fragrance. That's your memoir. Feral for fragrance. Oh, my God. Feral for fragrance. The Caroline Stern story. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, literally surviving— Caroline Stern, the laundress story. <laughs> like, that's their memo. But honestly, like, but oh truly, I was like, in my in my gut, I was like, wow, there is, there's nothing I won't do for something that's niche luxury, smell good category that I can't seem to find. So it's like laundry. I know we have like the Tyler Diva detergent and whatnot, but. Yes, or like I'm, the sauce. The dead cools and the sauce. But I'm like, where... Where is the home cleaning supply? I'm like, where is the, yeah, I'm like, where's the thing, the all surface cleaner? Yeah, where's our vanilla orange blossom? (laughs) Oh my God. The things that I would do for a vanilla marshmallow orange blossom Oriana inspired surface cleaner. Yeah. Just saying. We're going to make it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, seriously, like, that's a really good idea. It's a really good idea. That's hot girl anthropology. Hot girl anthropology, hot girl mental health, hot girl forecast. You really covered all of it. Caroline, thank you for being our on-the-ground reporter, our fearless leader. 
the queen of the niche luxury hot girl community concept and lifestyle. Is there anything else you want to say to the fans before we sign off today? You know, I just want to remind everyone to give themselves a hug today because yes, you might need one. And sometimes it's nice to just hug yourself because there's nothing more niche luxury hotness than just like taking care of yourself with the tools you have and not needing to outsource them because that is being awakened by the cherubs maybe and who knows whatever else so like go <laughs> forth get your mushrooms <laughs> oh my god like <laughs> we need to cut that get your mushrooms we're keeping it we're keeping it <laughs> we can keep it <laughs> like responsibly and legally do whatever you need to do to feel good just get some very normal Appropriate. She's talking about chanterelle mushrooms. From, I'm talking from about chanterelle mushrooms. Get your get your delicious truffle pig sourced mushrooms and yeah. have a good spring in your mermaid <laughs> core. We'll see you in a few weeks. <laughs> we will see you in a few weeks. Caroline, we love you. Thank you for being here today. And I will text you in 37 seconds. Perfect. I love you. I will respond in 36 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. We'll cut this here, but um, you're fucking amazing. (laughs) I hope you laughed even half as much as I did today. And I know I mentioned a few times that things are happening that I can't share yet. They are exciting things, and I'm excited to tell you soon once it's all in motion, but there's a lot going on, and yes, I am overwhelmed, but there are good things in the pipeline, and I think you're going to be excited too. So stand by, hang tight, keep listening, and I will update you quite soon on all of that. Take this time to do your own mental health state of the union. Bonus points if you do it with a friend. And if you can, carve out a little time for screen-free hobbies, maybe one you've been wanting to try, or at least maybe just jot down some ideas of what that hobby could look like. I'm so excited for you. I keep forgetting our This Is Mine segment. Sorry about that. Like I said, there's a lot going on in my brain and it's on overdrive. (laughs) One thing to share with you this week is not the perfume we talked about before. It's a book. It's a book. I'd recommend the audiobook edition read by the author. Go listen to Paris Hilton's audiobook edition of Paris, the memoir. It is literally phenomenal. It is not at all what you are probably expecting. It is emotionally intense, almost earth shattering, to be honest. I gasped in horror at some of the things she's experienced. I'm not exaggerating. Some of this read like a horror script. I'm serious. Through it all, she is still a sparkly unicorn, and I absolutely love this woman. If you love the energy of this podcast, you will love this memoir. It is an absolute must read, trust me, and it's, I think, a little more special hearing it in the author's voice. Okay, that's all for now, hot people. As Paris would say, that's hot. Go follow Caroline on TikTok. I love you all. A bien so. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. 